Hey guys, it's Dan here, and I just want to let you guys know that we have a brand new Patreon for any one of you guys to support us in any way you can. We have tiers that $1, $5, $10, $20 level. And honestly, we all love doing what we do. We promise to never make our podcast hide behind a paywall. But if you want to get your podcast ad-free, so basically you want to not hear this before every show, go ahead and go on to patreon.com slash ngpproductions and see if there's a tier that you like. And yes, there's Discord benefits. So please check it out. listener it's new game plus your pixel perfect podcast for all things gaming i'm your host dan and antonio's taking a break this week but we have a special guest for you we have the creator of a brand new tabletop based podcast that i've become a huge fan of we have kim mcdougall here the creator of bedtime fairy fails thank you for joining us kim thanks for having me okay so let's start off with um what exactly is bedtime fairy fails Fairy Fails is where we take listener story because, you know, all D&D players have that one in-game story that they just love to tell people about. So we take that story and we rewrite it as a fairy tale and we add in voices and music and sound effects and just make it really fun to listen to. Uh, it's so much fun. I've listened to a couple already. And what I loved about what you've done with these stories is that you've turned them into not just like, you, you know, it's, you know how we have when uh, players like giving telling you the story of like all oh, this crazy moment during one session but it's it, it's never as like the same as when you're actually there you kind of give it that like push to be like this epic or hilarious tale that anyone can enjoy yeah that was our goal was to leave out the dice rolls and leave out the side banter and just tell it like how it would happen in game if you were right there watching it play out <laughs> it's a great idea but I, I want to start off by asking you some of, you know, your experience with tabletop. How long have you been doing tabletop gaming? Um, believe it or not, I've only been playing D&D for about two years. Okay, so what got you started? Uh, just some friends of mine. So we were really into board games, my husband and I. Mm -hmm. And we have this huge collection of board games. And I've always been big into video games and stuff. And mm -hmm. some friends of ours were over playing board games. And they were like, hey why don't we try some D&D &D sometime? And at first I was like, I don't know, guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty nerdy, but I don't know if I'm that nerdy. But then we just, we played our first session and it was so much fun. And we have been playing that same campaign ever since. Wow. For two years, you've been playing the same campaign. We have, yeah. You know, in terms of like typical D uh, tabletop, that's like, that's nearly a decade. <laughs> right. We've yeah, we've been through some storylines, but I still have my same original character that I made the very first time I played, and that's who I still play in my campaign. That's really cool. Um, you had some stories you want to share with us, kind of like what people have told you. Oh, uh, like like fairy tales that have been sent in. Uh, no, 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 just like, like some, from some, my some, own from your own experience of like you know playing tabletop. 
oh lord we have just the most ridiculous dnd party in the world <laughs> we one of our characters is a giant chicken that poops spell eggs <laughs> I, I gotta say, out of everything you could have said out of your mouth, that was probably number one of things I was not expecting. <laughs> um, yeah, his name is Rolf. Oh. Uh, we also have, let's see, I play a rogue, and her name is Sneaky Pete, and she is just the worst. She steals everything. And one time we, Sneaky Pete had stole this gem from a castle that we were not supposed to be stealing from. We were there to accept an quest from them. Wow, so that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, she does shit like that. And so I stole this gem, and they, of course, figured it out. It turned out they kind of worshipped it a little bit. It was, it was part of their, like, religion. <laughs> and we named it the Brown Eye because it was a brown gem. <laughs> and then we tricked them into thinking that it had been taken for a purpose by conjuring their great and mighty god, Assy McGee, <laughs> who explained to them why we needed it and how we needed to, like, unite the the people. So oh. that's just, like, a typical session. Oh, yeah. Green. Oh, yeah, that's, the, that's, that's another Tuesday for another group, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, that sounds amazing. Um, so... Uh, you know, you said you've been on, you've been playing for about two years now. Um, in your opinion, what makes a great D and D or a tabletop group in general? Like, what do you kind of need to have the, that great group, the one that makes you stick for two years? I think a lot of it is about everyone kind of being on the same page about what they want out of the game. Because I've played in other groups. Mm -hmm. I I have another one that I DM. And then I've played in another one with family. I've played in a one that one or two that's fizzled out. It didn't really last too long. Mm. And the biggest factor I've seen is that if some of the players want to be very detailed or role play centered, and the other ones want to kind of do the goofy stuff like my party does and mm. my campaign, then it's it's not always going to work out too well. And some mm. people are going to be bored, and some people are going to think, "Oh, you're just wasting our time. We want to really get into the game." and Everyone kind of has to be on the same page about what kind of game you want to play. Mm, definitely. It's, it's like, you know, you, you kind of have to establish, like, where, what you guys expect as a group before you even start rolling dice. Like, yeah, that's why you need that session zero in some cases. Right. That session zero is really important to establishing what your group's going to look like and, and how you're going to play the game and, and just how you want things to flow. Mm -hmm. So let's move on uh, back to, you know, why you're here um bedtime fairy fail bedtime fairy fails i'm I'm gonna try to say that without ever screwing up again in the future trust <laughs> me um what was the genesis of that how you know what how did that idea come to mind it actually was i was really into i love podcasts mm -hmm. I, I listen to all kinds of podcasts and i had recently started a true crime someone with a friend of mine and I was having a lot of fun doing that but I was like you know I really wish we could do a D&D &D podcast I love d and I love playing it so much but I did want to do a live play because there's so many of those already mm -hmm. and I was like I just want to tell D&D &D stories is that something that already exists does, does people just tell do people just tell D&D &D stories so I started kind of looking into it and 
no, nobody just tells D&D stories from what I could find. So I was like, what if we just take other people's stories and we tell them? And then it just kind of evolved into what if we make it a fairy fairy tale? Because it's, you know, myth, you know, medieval and dragons and knights and let's make it a fairy tale. And then from there it evolved into I have my my crew, my voice actors, I have my friend that does the graphic designs for us. And one of my voice actors was actually the one that came up with the idea. I was like, I want to call it, you know, like stories, like like fairy tales. And he's like, why not fairy fails? I was like, <laughs> that's it. That's perfect. We got it. And it just kind of evolved. We just dove into it. That's amazing. So you, you mentioned that you have a crew. Like how many, how many people do you work with for a typical episode of uh, fairy fails? six of us total Mm -hmm. uh there are it's me and my husband uh my best friend my husband's childhood friend my sister-in-law my brother-in-law so three three couples essentially and most episodes i have at least four of my crew here every once in a while if the scheduling doesn't line up then Mm -hmm. i only have two of them or i'll have like stand in my parents have come in and done voices for me when i couldn't get anyone but we have a regular meetup date every Tuesday. We get together and all six of us sit around and we drink wine and we read D&D stories and we do funny voices and we just have a lot of fun. The whole thing is so much fun to make. Oh my God, that just sounds so like, like yes, we, I, I love to see stories like that. Like, you know, not only do you have these fun times of like going up and playing a tabletop game, but now you have fun with your with your close friends just creating stories from other people's games that sounds like a great time it is and they give me such good ideas too because i will get the stories i'm the one who writes them currently one of our other members matt is actually kind of playing around starting to write stories too which i'm really excited about and so i write the stories and then we do this first read through where i read it out loud for them so they can hear how i'm gonna say it on air and then if they catch something like hey, it would be funny if you did this right here, then most of the time we're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's put it in. And so they get to like add the jokes in as we go too and just make it better. Wow. So, you know, if you had to give an estimate, like what's the production time of one episode of uh, Bedtime Fairy Fails? Oh, Lord. One episode. Actually, so if you haven't heard the show, it's only about 12 to 15 minutes per Mm -hmm. episode, which doesn't sound very long. But because we do... We write two stories per episode. So between writing and then I record my part, we record voices and then all the editing to add sound effects and the voices and the background music and everything. I'd say that's a total of 10 to 12 hours for one 15 minute episode. You know, it it really does show the production value you put in these things. Like these are stuff that you could hear on. How can I put this? If it was, this is stuff they could hear on like a, a big name YouTube channel or like even you can hear this stuff on TV. It the way you've done this, it's like really well produced. Like I can tell how much passion and work you guys put into it. You yeah, and I actually don't really know what I'm doing here. <laughs> I mean, let's be I, honest. Uh, how many of us really do? <laughs> right. I don't. I mean, I asked for someone's advice on what interface to get for recording. I just happened upon a good recording software that I slowly figured out how to use on YouTube and 
playing with the adjustments to make it sound good and just playing around with it to make it sound right. I don't have any training. I've only been doing it about three, three or four months at this point. And you're, uh, how many episodes in now? You're, how many episodes have you listened for? We're 13 episodes in now. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, so, you know, obviously these are stories given to you by other you know, tabletop groups. How 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 do you view like how do people like come to you? Do they like, just message you on your socials and say, "Hey, I have a great story. I think would work." How do you guys like parse through that stuff? So actually, up until recently, finding stories has been a bit of a struggle for us. Really, because we're yeah, we were so new. Nobody really knew about us, and still not a whole lot of people know about us yet. Because mm-hmm. um, we are still new, mm-hmm. and so when it first started, I went on. Facebook and Instagram and Reddit and just anywhere I could think that someone would tell a D&D story. Mm-hmm. And I would just ask people like, hey, I'm making a podcast. I need your D&D stories, anything funny. And people would send me stories. Sometimes I'd post and I'd get no no response at all. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'd get five or six, but only two of them I could actually use. And it got to the point where it was like, okay, every week, I was just searching the internet, trying to find stories like, okay, we're going to get one now. But recently we've actually partnered up with the podcast Aldi 20 and they have a pretty substantial following. So they're helping us with their followers by asking them to send us stories. So with their help, now we've just kind of got a good list kind of built up of stories that we can get ahead. We don't have to make sure we've got enough stories every single week we can plan ahead we can get more but now we're starting to get more organic stories too where people email us you can send it to me on instagram on facebook i mean any way anybody wants to send in a story we will always take it wow i mean that's amazing to see that first you know you had a hard time trying to collect the stories now people are like oh can you make mine into a story please i love is, is that kind of been the reception since then yeah we're getting yeah we're definitely getting there um, we're not getting, you know, flooded yet, but we are getting the stories organically now. So that's so much fun to see without having to go and like beg for stories anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you mentioned that a lot of your stories are D and D based. Um, have you started branching out into different other like, uh, systems? We have. So we've done the Deadlands. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done one story from that. We have done one monster of the week so far and then of course we've got the other monster of the week coming up next week i wonder who's that will will be yeah (laughs) (laughs) so we've got that one coming up too and we're definitely open to any tabletop rpg we will do the stories for now when you move on to from something from D D to let's say monster of the week does that shift like your your style of presentation because obviously one is more fantasy based but one's more like urban or modern day based do you change anything when it comes when you've done those ones i typically treat it as if the listeners understand how rpgs work Mm -hmm. they just don't necessarily know all the rules for this particular game so if there's a class that you know obviously the classes are going to be different so in my intro when i'm introducing characters I will explain a little bit about what the classes are for, say, Deadlands or Monster of the Week, whereas I wouldn't do that for D&D ones Mm -hmm. because I would just assume people know what a rogue is or what, you know, a paladin is. But people aren't going to know what, you know, a monstrous is if they don't play Monster of the Week. So Mm -hmm. I just I put a little detail in there. But for the most part, all my stories I try to make so that anyone can understand them, even if you don't play the game. 
Mm. So I'll, if there's a specific spell that's mentioned, I'll explain what the spell does. If there's a specific class that's mentioned, I'll explain what it does. Otherwise, I just tell the story as what's happening in real time and describe it to the people, describe it to the listeners, I mean, so that they just can picture it in their head without having to know all the technical details of it. Uh, that's really cool. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't imagine it's easy having to also learn a uh, system that you're not necessarily familiar with and also to then translate for the listener in a way that not only informative but entertaining. Like, kudos on you for putting in that work. Thanks. I do so much Googling. <laughs> <laughs> it's everyone's friend. Yeah, I'm hoping that one day I'll just be like a walking player's handbook and I'll just know everything about D&D. But I know that's not true. I will never. I will never know everything. <laughs> okay, so, you know, as we're winding down here, what are some... I don't want to get, like, down here, but what are some, like, difficulties about producing bedtime fairy tales that you don't think many people would realize there are? Like, what are some, like, obstacles you guys have faced as you've been making this podcast? Um... Well, first and foremost was the story issue when we first started. Of course. Just trying to find stories. That's why in the first few episodes, there are several stories from my own campaign because I didn't have outside stories. And I was like, well, I play d and I'll use my own for a little while until I can get more. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just the time that I put into it. It's hard to find the spare time sometimes. I also have, you know, a full I'm a hairdresser. I have a mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. I have a three-year-old. Which is also a full-time job. Oh, yeah. So trying to, to get the time to just sit down and put that 10 to 12 hours in every week is a challenge. And to get the production at what I want it to be, just making myself do it and getting the discipline to like say, okay, I'm not going to play video games tonight. I'm going to go edit fairy fails. You know what? The thing is, like, you, you found a great way to balance it, and you're still coming out with a great product. So, again... <laughs> I can't help but like commend you for what you do. Thank you. All right, last question. Um, where do you want to see bedtime fairy tales go? Like, do you have like a big goal you have in mind, or just continue on to sharing stories with so many people? No, we didn't really have a goal when we started. It was mm-hmm. just, you know, this will be fun. Hey, mm-hmm. let's let's make a podcast. It'll be fun. It'll be funny, and. We don't really have an end goal. We just kind of want to keep putting out stories, making it fun. We do eventually have plans to do a second show that we'll probably reserve for like, we don't have a Patreon or anything to monetize Mm -hmm. yet. But Mm -hmm. in the future, if we ever do, we want to do um, what we've decided to call After Bedtime Fairy Fails. Oh, and that's going to be because we keep fairy fails very PG-13 yes. because we do have younger listeners that, that send in stories. And that's so fun. And but we want to do the more, you know, crazy stories that everyone still has with their bards and stuff. Ah. And some of our more adult jokes that we leave out just for that, just a more ridiculous version, a more R-rated version of fairy fails. But other than that, it's just keep going, keep making it fun and see where we go with it. Well, I, I hope to see that very soon in the future. It sounds like something I would have to put on my um, queue also. <laughs> Good. So uh, obviously um, it's time we plug everything we can plug. So Kim, where can people find Bedtime Fairy Fails? Where can people get a hold of you? Go ahead and plug away. Uh, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, 
Google, I mean, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find us. We're on Pandora, iHeartRadio, mm-hmm. all of them. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Bedtime Fairy Fails, Facebook at Bedtime Fairy Fails. We're on Twitter, but I don't really like Twitter. Mm. So it's there, but I don't use it much. <laughs> and then, of course, we have our email, uh, Bedtime Fairy Fails at gmail.com, that we can take stories from there or any of our social media. And we are getting a website up and running soon. It's not there yet, but we're going to get the website up. And the plan is to have a, you know, submit your fail button. So you can just click it and send in your story. And one more time, what was the name of the other like podcast network you kind of partnered up with? That's Aldi 20. Okay. And they're a live play podcast. It's been around for a few, for a few years and Joseph and Felicity are both great and they've been helping us a lot and giving us advice and we're super happy to be working with them. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to listen to some very consumable, quick, um, funny, D&D stories presented to you in a very unique way, please check out Bedtime Fairy Fails. You will not regret pressing, pressing play on that. But unfortunately, that's all the time we have today. Thank you again, Kim, for joining me. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. I loved it. And we will, guys, and we will see you on the next episode of New Game Plus. Bye, everybody.